everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition of The Drive. Another gorgeous day, a warm May day. And uh, welcome in, Bill, Dan, and Drew, the regular crew right now. Are, have you... Uh... Oh, we're going to have him tomorrow. Oh, okay. I just, just got word that uh, he's got he's got something that popped up earlier well, today. I, well, and I he's... figured, you know, maybe all the news and everything that's going on today might might have some impact on Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Yeah, Justin Ferguson, our usual Thursday guest, is going to join us tomorrow instead. Uh, he's got, uh, yeah, some, something popped up. Uh, he mentioned to it, uh, mentioned uh, that it might be the case uh, last night and confirmed today uh, that he's going to, he's going to join us instead uh, tomorrow all for, right, for as much of the show as he can. Uh, that, that will work because uh, we do have plenty to talk about we will get to it shortly but first of all let's uh let you know that once again as usual we're coming to you from the wow business studio that's right you can get the speed you need with super fast business internet when you switch to wow visit wowforbusiness.com hour number one of the drive brought to you by our friends at kia of auburn on south college and kia of auburn.com kia of auburn where you're always number one and also the sponsor of our hotline where we welcome in guests when they can't be with us in person here in the wild business studio um and of course your calls questions comments and the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Well, the uh, the long-awaited announcement from five-star wing-slash-forward Julian Phillips came today at around, it was closer to 2.15 than it was uh, 2 o'clock but uh, if you were keeping up online any during the day, I think you sort of uh, felt the trend as it was trending more and more toward Tennessee over the last few days. Yeah, we, uh, we mentioned... And that's where it wound up. We mentioned yesterday it felt like Auburn was either going to win big or lose big because either he was coming to Auburn or he was coming to a team that's going to be competing with Auburn for the SEC championship. It sounded like uh, Tennessee uh, had, had at least made themselves a co-finalist or at least oh, yes. separated themselves mm-hmm. from the other teams listed and the other options listed in that announcement that the, uh, th- that the young man made uh, last week in confirming that, that he would side today uh, and he ends up going to uh, a Tennessee team that brings back some talented players in their own right including Viscovi uh, who's coming back for another year at guard so there's I mean there's ample uh, there's ample reason to believe Rick Barnes could have a team uh, you know trading punches with everyone else even before today like they haven't the last exactly. couple of years exactly. I mean that's He's... something I heard from some people today and it's like um, you know check back the last couple of years it's not like Tennessee has been uh, struggling but uh, but yet yeah, I think they they needed Julian Phillips more 
and could offer more playing time and probably a much quicker path to starting because that's one of the things if you if you listened yes i know my prescription is ready thank you very much pharmacy uh if um if you listen to julian phillips for a few minutes after he made the announcement he uh he, he went pretty much into detail about why he picked Tennessee. I mean, he talked about Rick Barnes. He talked about their success the last few years. But he also talked about getting a lot of playing time and having the opportunity to start early as a freshman. I just don't know that, that Bruce Pearl could could you know guarantee him that and tennessee in the front court lost quite a few uh, of its uh, of its key pieces whether it was in the nba draft or the transfer portal or graduation fulkerson's out of uh, out of eligibility finally finally. yeah finally so i mean uh, between him and and huntley hatfield and and some of the players tennessee lost to the draft uh, there's an opening in the front court and i think that the playing time was more guaranteed not to say that auburn is uh, considerably more loaded with talent than Tennessee is because Tennessee's got some some really nice Auburn's pieces coming probably back. deeper, but I think b- with you know before either team added were, was was going to be able to add Julian Phillips, I think you would say Auburn was the deeper roster, certainly in the front court. I think that if you're talking about four, you know, if you isolate maybe Visco, maybe you'd take Viscovi over any individual guard on Auburn's team with the career he's had in the SEC. But I could see what you're saying about. I mean, in the front court, Julian Phillips has an opportunity. Front court, although Tennessee is saying he's a two slash three, right? But I, I suspect, I mean, well, and, and they could, depending on who else they bring in, because mm-hmm. they've got some spots to, uh, to to play with. And and I wonder if Rick Barnes is waiting to see uh, who drops out of the NBA draft, and maybe Tennessee makes a play there with a couple of scholarships still available and some playing time uh, to be offered uh, around the court, depending on where they, uh, uh, depending on who they want to go after. Uh, but no, this is a, uh, I mean, it, it's. It's an opportunity for Julian Phillips to play with some really talented teammates and still have a, a fairly guaranteed shot at a lot of playing time. Yeah, I think I that think there so. would have been, uh, depending on uh, what, what sort of, uh, depending on what kind of Alan Flanagan Auburn gets in 2022-2023, I think there could be a lot of competition at the three. And there's also the chance that with uh, uh, with with uh, Treor and Jonai Broom, you want to play Jalen Williams some at the three. So Auburn has, I mean, not as much. Yeah, I don't know. I think Chan- I think Chance Westry and and Alan Flanagan, too. you know, are, are a couple of guys that that uh, Julian Phillips could look at and go, yeah, exactly. Where do I get? 20 minutes, 20-plus minutes guaranteed a game. Certainly. I mean, I think that if it, it if Julian Phillips is indeed a lottery pick, you wonder if that might be, that might have been a problem for some of the other guys, too. Yeah, that, that oh, oh, no question. I mean, I mean, it would affect everybody's it, minutes. Exactly. But but I think in the case of, uh, no, there's there's more, It's there's a, a clearer path to playing time uh, for, uh, for Julian Phillips at Tennessee. I think that was one of the things that concerned people uh, when they thought about the two, uh, the, the two options, the two primary options it seemed like for Julian Phillips in this battle uh, and he ends up choosing a Tennessee team that like you said Bill Rick Barnes has been winning it mm-hmm. it started right around the same time Bruce Pearl's run started too because it was two nondescript years at Tennessee and then in year 3 they turn into a regular season conference champion uh, out of nowhere just like uh, just like Auburn did in the same year the 2017 2018 season and since then 
I think maybe there's one year where they were right around 500. But other than that, I mean, well, they've I been mean, what's 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 been the, the case with with Bruce? Too. Oh, sure. I mean, but but other than that, there's been nothing but years where uh, where, where Tennessee is uh, near the top of the SEC in the regular season and in the NCAA tournament. So that's a program that's rolling right now. Maybe when we when we talk about Auburn and Arkansas and Kentucky and the success they've enjoyed, I mean, Tennessee's in the last four or five years, they're in that conversation too. They don't have the yeah, deep... Yeah, here, here they are over the last five years. 26-9, first uh, tie for first with Auburn in the, uh, in the SEC. 31-6. Uh, and the Sweet 16, then as you said, 17 and 14, but then 18 and 9 in the uh, shortened season, and then 27 and 8 this year. I so, mean, no, this is a and, uh, and, and tied for second and won and won the SEC tournament. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's a it's an impressive run that Rick Barnes is having, and he's been. I mean, they, they were in the uh, they were. I mean, this is this is a team that's got. I mean, it, it's it's not shocking to see. A, a player like Julian Phillips uh, want want to choose Tennessee. So yeah, I mean it's it's disappointing. Yeah, no of question about that. Auburn would have loved to have added him as the final piece to this team. And now I think the the question turns to what do you do with that final scholarship? We talked yesterday uh, with uh, or was was it was it yesterday or Monday with with Brian when we when we talked about the, the decision Bruce Pearl might leave that. You know, he, he might go yeah. into the season with that scholarship in the bank. And if you do that, then you're satisfying your obligation to the NCAA of reducing one scholarship. That would go ahead and take care of that if you don't fill that spot. At the same time, there's going to be quite a few players in the transfer portal, and the NBA draft could have some players dropping back to college basketball in the transfer portal, and maybe one of those players uh, could be the difference between... I still, yeah, I still think you'd, you'd like to find a, a real sharpshooter. Right, if, the, if, there's, if there's somebody available who could provide an outside shooting uh, and, and out, outside shooting and minutes at the two and the three... Would you say? I mean, look, looking at the team right now, yeah. you'd really. I mean, not not that there's a exactly a wing. A, 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 you'd like a little longer wing shooter, and you might create a problem if your best outside shooter is primarily a four or five, right? right. If there was somebody out there who, I mean, not that I would be totally opposed to it. You know, if there no, was if somebody you could shoot it as well as Jabari. Yeah, if you, there was a four in the in the portal who wanted to shoot like that. I mean, it would be it would be very interesting, Bill. I mean, we have no knowledge of if, if this is true, except that there was rumor during the season. I mean, if if Tevin Brown wanted to come back to college basketball, I'm but but I I I think now that we've seen all of his teammates and his coach at LSU, I, I agree, uh, and and that's not terribly far from home either in you South can, Alabama. We we talked with uh with with Jay, with with Jake Crane about, about that yep. exact possibility that if if he decides to drop out of the NBA draft, maybe he'll follow the other three Murray State mm-hmm. players and the Murray State coach uh, to LSU. And like you said, yeah, that's not too far from uh, uh from Fairhope. So uh, do you want to? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Julian Phillips more yeah, we, as we, the show goes on. Obviously, that, that's the big story. But uh, high school action going on now. Um, tough news to report is Auburn uh, Auburn High softball eliminated as they drop uh, both games today. Auburn High baseball about ready to tangle once again. And it's, uh, I mean, it is multiple times every year and almost every year in the postseason, Auburn and Central as they're getting ready to do battle once again over in Phoenix City. And who better to talk with about that than the voice of Auburn High School Athletics? And that's Scott Bagwell. Hey, Scott, how you doing today? Good, Bill. How are you, Dan? 
Doing doing all right, man. Uh, what what great baseball weather it is, and and here we are. No big surprise uh, as as to you know who's playing here in the uh, semifinals for an opportunity to try to uh, uh, go back and and compete for the state title. Yeah, no, it was um, it, it started to kind of set up like this back in um, early part of uh, late stages of March, early part of April. You could kind of see all right, Auburn and, and Central have separated themselves and if they played to their what their level is and they were probably going to match up in the semifinals for the second year in a row and and that's where we're at auburn is 20 auburn is 26 or 27 and 6 and uh central is 31 and 8 so um you talk about a whole bunch of wins and not a not a lot of losses for these two teams and uh interestingly enough the the last loss for each team was was to the opponent last time auburn lost was to central Last time Central lost was to Auburn. Yeah, and uh, now this one's going to be over uh, in Phoenix City where it's always tough. But uh, I was talking with some folks today, and, uh, you know, Auburn Auburn had their chances. As a matter of fact, if Auburn doesn't help Central, uh, they, they've got a really good chance. Uh, they had a really good chance of, of, of uh, being, being the host team instead of having to go over there this time. Auburn went to Central and won 4 nothing earlier this year, so they set themselves up to need to win one at home in the doubleheader against Central. And then Auburn committed seven errors in the two games and, uh, and and gave Central extra swings, and Central took advantage of those. Yeah, um, like a good team should. Absolutely. Um, Auburn took advantage of some extra swings against Central in game one of the series. Central returned the favor in game two. And I think that's going to be the key. You know, both teams have good hitting good fielding they have good starting pitching they have power who's going to make the mistakes and give the other team the opportunity and in high school baseball both teams are going to make mistakes but which one's going to lead to the two the three run inning and which one is going to able to to maybe it happens with two outs and it just means you're at you have to pitch one more batter as opposed to at the beginning of the inning where all of a sudden now things can get really really hairy really really fast uh, because that's what Auburn did. Auburn gave Central swings early in an inning, and uh, and, uh, and Central took advantage of it. I also think uh, more so than, than normal, whoever can score first and get momentum is in a really good spot because that was the difference in the in the three games. Defense and and whoever was able to get momentum did not give it up during the regular season. Talking with Scott Bagwell, the voice of Auburn High School Athletics here on the Thursday edition of The Drive. Scott, what can you tell us about the series uh, last weekend that sent Auburn uh, to this round? They, uh, they they were able to get past Alma Bryant? It was, um, you know, great starting pitching. Auburn gives up one run in 13 innings. Don't have to go to the bullpen. Don't commit any errors. And then uh, use some big innings. In game one, used a six-run third inning highlighted by Kate Ballou hitting a three-run homer. And then in game two, it was scoreless into the fifth. Finally, Auburn was able to get the offense going. It was a walk and then a bunt single or sacrifice with an error, then a bunt single to load them up. And then Auburn was able to start extending it out and then really put, put Alma Bryant away with a three-run homer by Alma Bryant. But the di- biggest takeaway from that one for me was uh, another game of clean uh, fielding. Auburn in the playoffs has committed one error in four games, and that error was a pickoff attempt. So the, the defense has been clean. They've, they've been able to limit base runners, and that's been 
Um, I think that's the key because uh, as you get deeper into the playoffs, um, it's kind of like the MLB playoffs with one base runner feels like a rally. And, uh, and Auburn's been able to keep their opponents off the base pass. And, um, and the other thing is Auburn hasn't had to go to the bullpen. And, and Auburn's got some depth, but the more you're able to use your top three guys, top four guys, the better off you are. Talking with Scott Bagwell here on the Thursday Drive, Auburn and Central tomorrow. Scott, um, give us, uh, give us a, a uh, sort of a preview of the matchup on the mound tomorrow because I know both both these both these teams usually have uh, pretty good quality and depth uh, at at uh, at pitcher. If if everything holds the way that it has for both teams, it's going to be. Left-handed Bryce Sanders, who I believe is seven and one on the year with a with a two four two five ERA, going against Ryan Olson, who's seven and one. His lone loss on the year came to Central in a game that that he did not throw well. I know he would like to get uh, he he's chomping at the bit to get another opportunity um, to to throw against the Red Devils. He's obviously you know committed to sign with Auburn, and he's had a fantastic career. Game two is uh, projected to be Landon Russell. Another Auburn commit for Phoenix, for Central going against Griffin Stewart, who has oh, he all he's great. done this year. He's got a one a sub one six ERA. He's eight and zero on the season, and uh, he he had a four hit shutout against Central last time he saw the Red Devils. So um, and then and then game three, it's to be determined for Auburn, and then Jax Yoxheimer, who's all he's done in that uh, game three role. He's he's uh, I believe six and one on the season. So. Um, that's it, what I'm it, talking it, about. The depth. Uh, I mean, that's something that is uh, uh, phenomenal. I mean, and, and most teams that make runs in the playoffs, you know, hope they have a second guy. Yeah, and, and that's, oh, that's where Auburn has has separated themselves in the last five or six years mm-hmm. is having that game two and game three guy be so good. Central is just as good as Auburn when you're looking at one through three. Um, and and I think a key for Auburn is to find a way to get into the central bullpen, uh, especially early in game one, because you want to see the fourth, the fifth, the sixth guy and not let central uh, just kind of throw out those three top arms. What can you tell us, and you don't want to look past central by, by any stretch, but what can you tell us about who's alive on the other side of the bracket and who might be there uh, for the winner of the Auburn Central Series in the state championship? So Central and Auburn have been like kind of in the one, two, three area most of the year. The other team that's been in there, Hewitt Trustville. They're one of the teams left in the northern part of 7A. I think they're somewhere in the neighborhood of like 32 and three on the season. Um, and, and one of their losses on the year is to Vestavia Hills, who they will host this, uh, this weekend. It's actually area rematches in both of the series in 7A. Uh, so, um, if, uh, if Auburn wins, they're definitely going to have uh, Hewitt, who's become one of the bigger names, bigger programs in um, in big baseball in the state. And then, obviously, most people who have followed um, high school baseball in Alabama know what Novestavia and the run that Sammy Dunn had that he uh, back in the early part of the nineties. Well, looking forward to it. Another great matchup, uh, as, as we said, almost expected. Let everybody know the details um, about when you're going to have you know when you're going to have all the action. 4.31st pitch uh, tomorrow is up a little bit because, obviously, Central's on Eastern time zone. 4.31st pitch for the doubleheader tomorrow. High noon, the if-necessary game on Saturday afternoon. All right, Scott, looking forward to it. We will uh, 
Uh, we'll we'll keep folks updated here while you've got the broadcast over on W. Lee. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. Scott Bagwell joining us. Yeah, Auburn and Central battling to see who gets to play for the state championship next week. AUNetwork.com and go to the uh, 96.3 W. Lee tab if you want to uh, stream the action live. You can uh, catch it all on 96.3 W. Lee here in the local area or online on 96.3 W. Lee's live stream. And uh, let's see, before we get to our first break, let me let you know we do have some more baseball tickets for Auburn, Alabama. you got Auburn and Central going on in high school baseball, Auburn, Alabama in college baseball, and we have Friday and Sunday tickets. Tell you what we will do. Uh, yeah, we don't have any Saturday tickets. We've got Friday and Sunday tickets. Um, we will give you, we'll, we'll give our, our first caller here, we're going to give people a warm-up because in a little while we're going to give away more of the Kenny Chesney tickets over at the at Mercedes-Benz. So uh, what we'll do here, we'll go ahead and take the first caller for your choice of Friday or Sunday baseball tickets. Then we'll give some more away a little later on. We'll get to our first break, though, right now here on the Thursday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Congratulations, G, as he picked up the Friday tickets. So we will have a pair of Sunday tickets. And I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll give everybody an opportunity. You can call in and get into a drawing for a pair of Sunday tickets. The Sunday game is a 3 o'clock game. So if you'd like to be into a, be into a drawing for Sunday tickets, we'll draw for them before the end of the show. And as I mentioned we will be giving away another pair of tickets to the uh, big show next Saturday over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Kenny Chesney, and uh, along with Kenny, Dan and Shay, Old Dominion, Carly Pierce. And when we, when we ask for the first caller, we want, you know, we, we'll give that first person who gets through a pair of tickets to next Saturday's show there at Mercedes-Benz. And this Chesney deal is a promotion from Auburn Network and ESPN 106.7. But at the same time, uh, you know, we, we do want to let you guys know there's a new station that we've Absolutely. got. Tiger Country 104.5, which you can pick up here in the uh, in the local area. I believe we're working on live streaming it. I've had a couple people ask uh, if they can uh, if they can stream Tiger Country. We're not we're not quite there yet, but we're uh, we're working on it. But in the meantime, uh, you can listen here in the immediate area to Tiger Country 104.5 featuring uh, some of the greatest country music uh, right. artists of all time, and uh, and and Kenny Chesney's got some of uh, some of his best songs on that uh, on on that station as well. So uh, yeah, we're gonna have uh, Chesney tickets to give away a little bit later in the show. Uh, just keep listening, and when we uh, when we tell you to call in, uh, first caller is gonna win a pair of tickets to uh, next Saturday's show. But uh, yeah, if you want to uh, you want to hear uh, uh, some music like that, go uh, go check out Tiger Country one zero four five. We'd love for you to join in with us here on the Thursday edition of the Drive. If you're wondering. Where's Justin Ferguson? Uh, well, he had some things to take care of today. He will be joining us tomorrow. Looking forward to his thoughts 
on, you know, how everything stands here as we're now, you know, at the end of the school year, is Auburn done recruiting in basketball? Uh, I mean, we, we, we'll get Justin's thoughts on that. We'd like your thoughts. What do you think? What would you do? Um, I mean, because right now, I don't know of another player because of the effort that Auburn has put into Julian Phillips. We haven't really been hearing, oh, and other possibilities could be because it was all in on Julian Phillips, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's, I, I believe he's the number 12-ranked player in the nation. Um, would have been. I, I mean, it's would, have, would have been the second highest ranked player ever for Auburn. I thought it was interesting, and I heard somebody heard somebody say, "Well, I guess they'd only heard part of it." Um, CBS Sports had. Uh, did you see? Did you watch the uh, announcement on CBS Sports? HQ? I did not see the announcement right. at two o'clock. Well, they they made the the point that he is the third highest ranked recruit to sign with Tennessee since two thousand ten. Now, he's not the third highest all time. That tells you Tennessee has been signing some decent players. I wonder if, I wonder if Huntley Hatfield would be, would be on, would, would be on that list. He's probably one of them. He's probably he's one probably of them, right? The Tennessee them. recruit from last I year. That, I know he's on, you know, and Tennessee he had, was a very highly rated player. Tennessee also had one, one of the two five stars from, uh, they, they had a couple of five stars pick the team last year, right? The guards. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if those, those players might also they be on that. could be. I mean, but so, I mean, you can, you can go back and, and, uh, you know, we've talked about Auburn had some guys. Auburn has had a couple of parade All Americans before there were rankings. Tennessee had some some pretty good players. The uh, the Ernie and Bernie show, which reminds me, guess who I saw today? Guess who I bumped into? Today? Who did you bump into today? All right, so I went and got a I went and got a haircut. Right, yes, you did. So I got as a matter of fact, I got a lot of them cut. I said, just cut it the way you think it ought to be. And I I feel like I'm looking at the the style that I had in the third grade. I know I think I think it's uh, I, I think it's the shortest I've ever seen your hair. It, it, and it's probably. Yeah, but I also but I also think I also think it works. I think I think it works. Anyway, out. anyway, as I go, you probably appreciate that when you're in the yard walking. Yes, I, I I'm sure I will. Walking out, getting up to to walk out as I'm walking in is the one and only Sonny Smith. Wow! How about that? How about that? Oh yeah. So Sonny and I got to chat a little bit. Uh, that was before Wonderful. the announcement of, of Julian Phillips, and he said he didn't really know. He was hoping, but he thought he thought we had enough talent to to compete, and I I agree with him there. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in with us. We're just a quarter of the way done here on the Thursday Drive.
Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls here in the Wild Business Studio. We'd love for you to join in. Anything on your mind, sports-wise. Uh, and, and again, we will give away some Auburn-Alabama tickets, a pair of tickets to Sunday's game. A little later on, anybody can get into the drawing. Just call in. Drew will get your info, and we'll draw for them before the end of the show. Big series there is auburn um, Auburn appears to be in very good shape to be in the postseason, to be in in the uh, uh, you know in the NCAA baseball postseason. But if they can win four, I think they can win four of their final six. However, and they've got three against Alabama at home, three against a Kentucky team that has struggled until this past weekend when they took two out of three from Tennessee. But out of they, nowhere, too. Yeah, no kidding. But if they can, Auburn uh, softened up that Tennessee team, Auburn, Auburn, uh, you know, Auburn loosened that up, right? And then Kentucky was able to come in. And I, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if they can, <laughs> if they can win four out of six and go seventeen and thirteen, sure. Then I think you're hosting. They, you're hosting regional well, play, you're, and maybe. You're, well, I, I think if they're, I think if they're sixteen and fourteen, they're probably hosting. They'll be a top sixteen seed. Now we're talking about the top but if, eight. But if they can get to seventeen or for, or or by some way, you know, I'd say seventeen win a game in the SEC tournament. They've got a really good chance of hosting all the way through Super Regional. Let's go on track to be in the conversation, right? That's where Auburn is right now. They're on track to be in the conversation to host in Super Regional play if they get that far. That that's where they're 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 looking like they could be one of the last teams under consideration for one of those top eight spots, right? Like if that's if that's where they certainly if they were to finish strong, they could strengthen their case, and then you 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 could feel better about Auburn hosting in the in the regionals and potentially the super regionals. But but right now Auburn, yeah, looking to uh, looking to uh, strengthen the case because right now they're they're in the conversation, but one of many teams in the conversation for one of those top eight spots. Yeah, so uh, so that's a big big series coming up. It looks like the weather's going to be gorgeous for baseball this weekend. I was doing just pivoting back to to basketball since we were talking a lot about Julian Phillips earlier in the show. I was going shopping on the uh, the twenty four seven transfer portal uh, during the uh, during the commercial break, Bill. And you mentioned something kind of interesting. Uh, you know, Auburn has the one scholarship left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julian Phillips chose Tennessee earlier today. So Auburn, if they want to fill that one scholarship, you know, they could go in, in a lot of different directions based on uh, who's scheduled to come back and what they think the team still needs. Julian Phillips is sort of an NBA three that, you know, was, uh, you know, he's a, a big, uh, a, a big athletic wing, uh, you know, the, the outside shootings there, but I don't know if that's, if that's his strength. Uh, and so, you sound you sound bill to me like you'd be surprised if auburn pursued a similar player with that skill set in the in the transfer portal uh you know un, unless it I, I don't know like the the I, I could see why they were interested in julian phillips but at the same time uh maybe they needed 
maybe they're not going to be looking for a player like Julian Phillips if they want to. Well, if they can find one like Julian Phillips, who really projects as a, a big, pick, big, yeah. a, well, a big, big wing. I mean, I don't think, uh, I, I think they feel like we said a while ago, I think they feel fine about the four or five positions. And uh, they they like somebody. As a matter of fact, I don't know that Jul- Julian Phillips isn't really known as a great shooter, but he's a tremendous penetrator, very good ball handler, outstanding defender as well, who can cause mismatch problems out on the perimeter. The so, belief is that so the- I think that's what they like is somebody who's more a perimeter type player. Whether he can, you know, they'd like him to be able to shoot. But it'd be great if he could take guys inside. As the, well. the belief is that the measurables tell you he's an NBA player. The shooting is going to come maybe mm-hmm. down the road, as we've seen oh, yeah. with a lot that of other players. That happens with a lot of great players. A lot of You're players right. maybe weren't mm-hmm. dynamic three-point shooters earlier in their career. They adjust to right. that later in life. But but right now he's got everything you might want. There are, I mean, it's it's actually kind of, considering we're approaching the middle of May, I mean, some of the names in the transfer portal are intriguing, uh, you know, still in the basketball transfer portal. Well, it's it's not quite as critical for basketball players as it is football players because the basketball workouts right now aren't the same as the football summer workouts. I mean, football season obviously starts before basketball. So, so I mean, if they're in school, they I would imagine most, most schools would like them in by – you know, late summer. But if they're in by fall, they you, you know they, they'll be fine. You want top. Uh, you want the top players on the board overall. You want the uh, the best guards. You want the best uh, the, the the best wings. What, what do you? I mean, what what do you want to hear, Bill? Because we got the. Uh, I mean, the, the shopping list. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, uh, Bates from from Memphis. You know, is the, is the top player overall on most Monty, most folks yeah. most folks uh, transfer portal boards. He's increasingly projected to go to Louisville. I haven't really heard Auburn at all no, in, in, I in, in the Bates thing since he decided to lose uh, to, since he decided to leave Memphis. Uh, Josh Minot, also from Memphis, who was also uh, one of the top players nationally. I think he was the number uh, uh, he was in the top fifty uh, nationally uh, last year. He's also in the transfer portal. He's a six eight. A six-eight wing from uh, from from Boca Raton who played the one year at uh, at Memphis and decided to uh, to go back into the portal. Some familiar names. I mean, Xavier Pinson wouldn't address a need for Auburn, but you remember how effective right. he was at Missouri before mm-hmm. going to LSU. LSU. You'd, you'd think there, you know, somebody looking for a veteran point oh, guard. I'm sure, they'd be thrilled to get him. Could could do a lot worse than uh, than Xavier Pinson. Lot of a uh, lot lot of lot of twos. You know, lot lot of twos and threes. You know, in in the portal from different places, including guys that were big time recruits earlier well, those, in their career. I'd say those are the guys to keep an eye on. Okay, so you've got you can find somebody that was around, you know, anywhere, you know, around the forty percent mark shooting, uh, that that's over six one. I would say would would be interesting, right? And and you know, some of these guys, the it's it's the classic example of uh, they were big time athletes, and folks assumed the perimeter game would come along, and and three four years into their college careers, right. you know, you're still waiting. Keon Brooks. Averaged 11 points a game for Kentucky uh, last year. He's still in the Porter. He's, he's a six-seven wing uh, who was uh, a top 25 player nationally mm-hmm. when he came out of high school. Uh, you've got um, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. Who's not? I mean, he's more of a he's more of a five. Yeah, he's uh, he's a big guy. He's, he's a big guy. But the uh, uh, Lofton and then the 
Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is a really interesting case. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was the was the top ten national player mm-hmm. who followed his dad to uh, to uh, UW Milwaukee. Uh, he's been compared. He's, he was compared as a as a high school prospect to Clay Thompson. Which, if you're looking for outside shooting, you know that, that might that might get a, that, that might perk, perk the old uh, uh, eyebrows up. But uh, but that's somebody who still hasn't made a decision. Um, and and he's. He's a fascinating one to me. Maybe he's done with college basketball. Maybe he wants to do... Some of these guys that you're mentioning, though, probably are going to look at sort of the same things that Julian Phillips was. It's like, um, is 15 minutes a game going to be something that that they would be satisfied with at least at the outset. Exactly. Well, if you're projecting them to Auburn, right. yes. I mean, as right. far as looking at them as, as fits at Auburn, you you might need to look for somebody who's maybe more of a veteran or not looking for... I mean, because some of these guys, I think, want as much playing time as possible in one year of college basketball, and then they want to, um, you know, they, they want to be able to use this not just to win, but also as a... Uh, as, as a spotlight for the NBA, you might need, if you want to fill that spot, unless there's a Julian Phillips type, you might need to fill that spot with a a player who's more content being a piece of a team with championship aspirations rather than someone who wants to use wants to use this season as a as an audition with their 25 30 minutes a game every night for the NBA. Now, um y- younger son just just notes that yeah, I'd seen this name mentioned that uh there don't know if it's just wishful thinking or uh if there there are any legs to some of the rumblings that um Malachi Smith could be a name to keep an eye on the uh, the the former scrappy mock that's from, right uh, Tennessee Chattanooga J- Jamal Johnson going to Chattanooga by the way right. that news in the uh, in, er, earlier this week in the transfer portal the former Auburn guard who was at UAB uh, coming off the bench this past year he's going to Chattanooga he's going to Mocky Top uh, to, uh, to to join the, what they got going on yet yeah, no uh, Malachi Smith was a was an impressive player who uh, you know got a uh, you know he he put himself on a lot of radars uh, he's I think he's still in the NBA draft at the moment uh, but, but he could he could uh uh, he could drop back to college basketball. He's exactly what we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Those kind of six four shooter. But but also as far as players currently in the NBA That's draft who right. probably aren't coming back to their old school if they decide to come back and play another year of college yeah, basketball. Yeah, he'd be he'd be another guy that uh, would be on his third school because he started at Wright State before he transferred to UTC. Right, but I believe he's he's um he's in the portal uh, yes. at at, yes. at the moment. He's also still in the NBA draft. R- worked out a. Uh, uh, worked out for uh, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I saw in in, in the last uh, in, in the last week or so, twenty points a game for mm-hmm. Malachi Smith. Also, seven rebounds a game. So, yeah, that would be a that'd be a big get for oh, yeah. for anybody okay. who uh, who's able to to acquire him. And so that that may I mean you're you're right. There are a lot of guys who you don't know where they're going to wind up. Uh, will they get the opportunity? They're going to stick with the uh, the idea. Some of them of going pro or or are they going to be back in college well it's also a philosophical question right if you see i mean let's let's take a look at two players right just imagine hypothetically you've got one player who was a top 25 or a top 30 prospect coming out of high school and hasn't been able to put it together in his college basketball career yet but had that pedigree of a big-time recruit coming out of high school another guy maybe lacked that pedigree coming out of high school but he's played really well at the at the mid-major group of five level you only got one spot. Which one's more attractive at this stage in the game? If you're if you're Auburn, right? It's it's almost because you have you have players who fit the example of both of those. In that you know b- both the post hype sleeper, the the guy who was a big time recruit 
and and maybe some of the luster is gone, and the guy who wasn't a big time recruit, right, but has really played well at the Group of Five level and and deserves, or or some people would say, you know, has has earned uh, the the chance to compete at the Power Five level. It's just a uh, yeah, it's an interesting question because you you have a lot of uh, a lot of players that fit both those labels and with what just one spot. If Auburn's going to use that one spot. You know, where, where where do they want to go? 334, yeah, that's a very good question. We'd love your thoughts, 334-321-1390. Bill and Dan here in the uh, WOW Business Studio. And, again, don't forget, uh, we're going to give away some tickets to the Kenny Chesney Show next Saturday. That's the 21st over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. We'll do that at some point during the show. And everybody has an opportunity to get in the drawing for a pair of tickets to the Sunday Auburn-Alabama baseball game. Just give us a call, 334-321-1390. We'll get to our final break here of hour number one. Come on in and join us here on the Thursday Drive. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls. And anything you want to talk about sports-wise, we've uh, spoken. It's, it's been mostly basketball today, as you would expect, with the announcement from Julian Phillips earlier today, the five-star selecting Tennessee over Auburn, it appeared among the college choices, also considered the G League and overtime elite. Uh, but really not much mention of, of the other three colleges, Florida State, Southern Cal, and, and uh, South Carolina. Is there a path forward for, I know I'm more interested in this than anybody else in, in the world, but is there a path forward for the G League or the overtime elite as like something that people would want to watch on television? Like, can you? Like, I don't know. They've the, never, they've never really tried to make it available for people. That's to what watch. I mean. But, but who, they, who would sponsors? Or? Who would they play? I mean, it's, it's you need you need a you need multiple teams for a league. Um, I mean, I, I guess you could try to do some sort of barnstorming thing where you play. Uh, I don't even know. I think they would need multiple teams in the overtime elite for that sort of thing to work. And well, you're thinking about going around and playing. Conferences? I mean, that's what I mean. You're not going to barnstorm. You're not going to do that. That's not going to work. I mean, you're not you're not going to. Um, I, I I don't know. It just seems like. That's yeah, I don't a, know that colleges would want to be playing those guys that ought to be in college. It just feels like an enormous. I mean, I I I commend anybody that that seriously considers it. But if you've got an option to play at a basketball, a college basketball superpower, or go to the G League, what I mean, what is the case for? I mean, oh, I mean, well, well the, the case is for those who absolutely do not want to go to class, yeah, and have no interest in college. And there are there there are there are plenty. Of athletes that could care less about having to be in a classroom, whether they're paying any attention or not, and would rather just focus on playing ball. But you know, you're still having to compete with an NBA affiliated, uh, you know, a ver- version of that in the, in the G League that also doesn't require a co- college basketball. And you know, now that no, college- I'm just saying that I know what you that mean. is why, though. I mean, when some people go, how can anybody not want to be? At such and such a school, as compared as opposed to the G League, and it's like because some people, 
you know, maybe maybe our listeners can't relate, but I remember quite a few people and have known quite a few people that could care less. Anything they could do not to be in school well, if no, there was think- an option, they'd take it if they're if they could be especially making some money and still thinking they're on the path. Well, I think there are folks that are in denial about the fact that yes, a lot of people are playing college basketball and college football because it's the only way or the most it's practical the way, way to get to professional sports. And if and if there were if there were paths to the NFL and the NBA other than college football and college basketball, realistic mm-hmm. ones out of high school, the, the sports we talk about would be very different, right? I mean, if oh, you, yes. you know, if, if, if no you had, question. you know, if you, if you had something for you know high school football players that wanted you'd, to go to, you'd the, really see amateur, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's, I mean, so so it's uh, it's different. But just in the case of Julian Phillips, right? When I saw that list, it's like, boy, what what is the selling point for overtime elite? You know, on on that list where it's like, even if you're going to say, oh, you don't have to go to class. Well, you don't have to go to class in the G League either. No, and you're, and no, you're, you're right. you know, an NBA. I, I, I don't I, know. I just wonder, you know, if they had distribution or some way of knowing that you're not going to drift into obscurity for a year. And because even if it's, well, you can get sponsorship deals. What good, what good are you as a, as a spokesman if you're an athlete? That nobody sees. That nobody can see. Right. I mean, maybe they can see you later when you're in the NBA, but for that year, it seems like even then you would, you wouldn't have much value as a, as a pitch man because your platform would be so much more limited than a college basketball player, especially one in a major conference who plays on national television twice a week. I mean, that's, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's a really interesting idea. And the, the, you know, the, I'm always intrigued when someone says, you know, we're going to, we're going to be the professional option for high school players that don't want to play college basketball or college football. But, you know, it, it just feels like the, the first order of business is lining up distribution for people who are going to, you know, find, finding oh, some, yeah. finding some platform for, and if, and if the answer is no from everyone, like, I got bad news. You don't have a league. Like, well, if you don't have, if you don't have, who, any, I mean, who wants to? Ha- who needs them as spokesmen? What kind of sponsors? Oh, sure. Are 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 going to be lined up to have someone that that nobody sees on a regular basis being you know be, being their the face of. But their if a but if business. a large but if a cable channel or a large oh, yeah. streaming service wanted to show overtime elite games, that equation changes oh, drastically. Immediately. But but right now, yeah, I just I just don't know. Uh, you know, it, it it feels like the and, and it's it's not just about overtime elite. It seems like for any upstart, for any upstart mm-hmm. league, the first order of business is you got to convince you got to convince a, a cable channel or a streaming service to pay for your broadcast rights, and that needs to sort of keep you afloat. And you know, for a lot of places, the idea is we're going to do we're going to we're going to operate at a loss until the second contract. And then the second broadcast rights contract is going to fix everything and keep us afloat. Right. And if we don't get that second broadcast contract, and then, 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 yeah, pull the plug. Yeah. That's what happened to the AAFL. That's what the XFL mm-hmm. was counting on before COVID. And if that was the overtime elite's plan, you know, we're not, we're not seeing any movement towards, hey, you're going to get that broadcast deal that, that makes you a viable player in this thing. And if you're not a viable player in this thing, it just feels like it would be such a risk for Julian Phillips. Projected NBA lottery pick to take overtime elite. Yeah, well, and, with and, that, with and that it, did, list it didn't of... seem like overtime elite. It seemed like Tennessee, Auburn, G League. Those were the those were the three options. Sure, and if and look, maybe he's. But even if he had chosen 
South Carolina or USC or Florida State. You can at least tell yourself, well, those are coaches that can, can you know. They oh, i got to tell myself that at, at a couple of those places, he steps right in and is a day one starter playing 30-plus minutes a game. For coaches that have sent guys yes. to the high lottery pick very recently, mm-hmm. a couple of those coaches have had a hand in, in guys. I mean, the NBA Rookie of the Year is the, the Florida State kid, right, from uh, the, the, the plays in Chicago. So, I mean, you have uh, – and, and I mean, you want to talk to Andy, I mean, Andy Enfield, one of the finalists was Evan Mobley, who was also, uh, you know, who played for, for USC last year. So, I mean, there's, uh, there, there would at least, you could understand, you know, right. where, Jill, but, but yeah, I saw overtime elite on that list and it's like, boy, what a, what a mystery it would be if they won, you know, if, if they won well, this, you, uh, you, you if they won this was, lottery. You reckon it was sort of like, uh, the, the NC State visit that, you know, the, maybe it was going to be maybe just some contacts, some friends and keep them on because it was a list of seven. Yeah. I mean, maybe, and maybe they made it, you know, you hear them out that, that way you're actually giving them more publicity they by might, having them on your list of seven they might, than they've gotten doing anything else. They might've paid to be on the list of seven. Yeah, it might, maybe. They might, might've been a sponsorship deal. All right. Stick with us. We're halfway done here on the Thursday drive. We'd love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Three, three, four. 321 1390. W294AR Auburn. WGCC HD3 Waverly. Auburn Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Well, Welcome in, everybody. Hour number two of the Thursday Drive. Bill and Dan, draw at the controls here in the WOW Business Studio. That's right. You can get the speed you need with super fast business internet when you switch to WOW. Visit wowforbusiness.com. Hour number two of the Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we uh, welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to jump in on the conversation, shoot us a text, and you can uh, you can get it that way if you can't call uh, you know while you're uh, not listening to the show live. Love our podcast listeners, though. If you're, oh, if you're listening, absolutely, a lot, lot of different ways to hear the show, uh, both uh, both here locally on ESPN 106.7, and also uh, we love being on Fox Sports Central Alabama 
on 98.3, broadcasting throughout the state, throughout the uh, the fine state of, uh, of of Alabama. And if you if you are able to hear us on on terrestrial radio uh, that way, is, is do we the terrestrial radio? Do we do we go that with the? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, if, if you're able to hear us uh, over the airwaves, you know, we we, we love that. But uh, if you can't, uh, check out uh, AU. Uh, we, we've got uh, AU Network dot com, uh, ESPN uh, You can uh, listen to the show live uh, via the stream or uh, check out the podcast. Yeah. So however you listen, we appreciate that, and we'd love for you to join in. Uh, anything you want to talk about sports wise? Pays, pays th- to listen to our show sometimes too, as, yeah, well, as some that folks is true. as some that folks have true. found out. We have uh, already today given away a pair of tickets to the the opener of the Auburn Alabama baseball series tomorrow night. We have a pair for Sunday that we will uh, give away. We will draw for a winner. So all you need to do if you want to get into the drawing is call in on that Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. And some point this hour, we will, without really much notice, we'll just uh, call for uh, who has the quickest fingers dialing, dialing, nobody dials, uh, pushing the, pushing, pressing the numbers on whatever device you're using. That's right. So, so or speaking to your, to your device to tell it to call us and, and giving away Kenny Chesney tickets. That's right. At some point uh, before the end of the show, we will, uh, we will tell you to call in 334-321-1390. And when we do, the uh, first caller to get through is going to win a pair of tickets to see Kenny Chesney next Saturday night in Atlanta. Uh, at Mercedes-Benz. Now, we spent most of the first hour talking basketball and about the decision by Julian Phillips, the five-star today, who chose Tennessee as his landing spot. Auburn had been very much involved. I mean, really, really pushed for uh, Julian Phillips. But uh, the Tigers still with, with a very talented squad, and they have one spot open. And we asked in hour number one, do you think Auburn will or should fill it? But I wanted to get to something else. Well, I, real quick though, I do, I do want you to reiterate the point you make about the benefit of leaving that scholarship open because I don't know if that's yeah, been discussed enough. By leaving it open, I, yes. I think you you made a great point that I, I think is getting sort of you know it, it's not getting as much attention of well you know I, I hear people say why why would Auburn leave why would Auburn leave the scholarship unclaimed why wouldn't they go get someone from the transfer portal what benefit is there to uh, having a having an, an unclaimed scholarship on your on your roster when there are players in the transfer portal that you could take a chance on without much downside and there is a benefit to Auburn leaving uh, one scholarship uh, open uh, this season yeah re- remember when the NCAA when when we when we got the final decision from the NCAA um was it was it just was it just this past December I think that's right. I think it was during the. I think it was. I think it was early in this basketball season. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking in here. Here's the story. December 10th, uh, where Auburn got four years um, of probation for unethical conduct uh, involving former associate head coach Chuck Person, a two-game suspension for Bruce Pearl. Remember, and um, was was also fine or well was reduced a total of two scholarships. Uh, over those four years. So if they take and they, they played one short this past year, if they do it again this year, they would be done with any scholarship reduction. So that's, yeah, that's something to keep in mind. So, uh, I'm not saying Auburn will not fill that last spot. They may well, but there, there is a reason that, uh, that they may not. But, but I wanted to talk a little bit about something else. You were pointing out to me some comments, um, on a podcast by the AD at Iowa 
I wanted to talk, and, and these relate to comments yesterday by quite a few participants at the region's pro-am up in Birmingham, where Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, and Brian Harson all talked about there needing to be some type of control over name, image, and likeness. And some folks would roll their eyes and go, oh, yeah, sure, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart care about that. No, I think, I really do think that they feel there needs to be some kind of control because there is none right now. And and uh, I believe it was Nick Saban. It may have been Kirby saying every other sport, every other sport has some guidelines but we don't. Well, every other. I mean, if you're professional, talking about, he says yeah. professional sports have guidelines and have limits. Well, they also have leadership, Bill. Right. right? I mean, you look and, and professional sports have have things like uh, commissioners and uh, board directors and competition committees and players unions. I mean, there are other things that sort of decide that everyone's on the same page. And uh, in the NFL, you don't have teams that are worried about. You don't have the situation where the NFL is worried about passing rules because, well, it might, it might, uh, it might impact state law in Florida or California. Can, and can, can you, you have multiple. I mean, can you imagine drafting somebody? Yes. And then at the end of the year, that 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 draftee goes, "I'm going to go over here because I'm going to get paid more in another place." Well, I mean, no, I mean, you might. Yeah, you <laughs> might. It would. It would be. It would be like if the NFL. If it would be like if everyone was on a one-year contract, right? Right. In, in every in every professional sport, you just said at the end of the year, well, you know, let's everybody's let's, a free agent. Yeah, shake. Let's shake shake <laughs> it up. Which. Would be fascinating, but oh, I, I can see I can see why I can see why it's not everybody's yeah. cup of tea, and and in a world where no, and, and it's not everybody's cup of tea, and increasingly, at least with impact players, you're seeing that in college sports, right? Mm-hmm. You're seeing a situation, and I don't know if there are rules that are going to change that because, you know, it's it, it is still a situation where the best players are trying to move on to the professional ranks, right. and anything they can do to get them closer to the professional ranks is going to be seen as a uh, you know as, as as an attractive proposition, but. Uh, it it does feel like it does feel like the biggest issue at the moment is the lack of guidance from everyone about what's allowed, what isn't allowed, and what should be encouraged. And is there uh, anything now that can be done? Ha- have things gotten beyond what you're going to be able to control? Who who is going to be able to control something like this? But that sort of leads into. Wanted you to talk about the comments from yeah. Uh, Gary Barta. Yeah, Gary Barta is the uh, he's the athletic director at the University of Iowa, and he was uh, he was the p- chair of the college football playoff committee. So he's an he's an influential uh, name in the industry and someone whose opinion you know he's not just some guy right. you know on the internet. He's not some guy on Twitter with his name and a bunch of numbers after no, it. You he's know, not as, just as, some guy with a podcast. Yeah, he's yeah. not. He, I mean, he is a guy with a podcast, but right. he's also but he's, he's not also just some guy. He's also the AD at Iowa, and he's uh, he suggested something. Barrett Salee wrote about this uh, for CBS Sports earlier today, quoting from the Fight for Iowa podcast, where Gary Barta suggested uh, repealing uh, immediate eligibility for for undergraduate transfers uh, because he said, and I'll just read the quote: uh, "Allowing a student transfer uh, without having to sit a year, if it wasn't for NIL, it would be a good move, a good idea." Now, when you combine it with NIL, it has just become what many have called it the Wild West. One idea, and I'm pursuing this and throwing it out there, 
if we can't control NIL, let's go back and put a one-year uh, limit. If you transfer, you don't have to lose your scholarship, but you must sit out a year. We can control that. I think it would slow down NIL deals because a booster isn't going to offer a student-athlete a big sum of money if they know they have to sit out a year upon coming to the university, unquote. That's Gary Barda's that position. That does make sense. I just I don't know that we're going to see a repeal of that. It wouldn't make sense. Wouldn't make sense. I understand because when the one year transfer was announced, there was no thought of oh mon- the the inducements that there could be for players and the the uh, the here we go with air quotes tampering when people know people at other schools and they can let them know how much they could make. But you, as you were saying, I mean players at at smaller schools. Um, it wouldn't. It doesn't take uh, you know the tremendous detective work to to have an idea uh, what what some of the opportunities could be at, it, at some others. And it does seem like I mean there's some inherent separating of the haves and the have-nots when you allow nil deals. Even if you mm-hmm. even if you're you're not talking about booster affiliated nil deals, just because. Look, we, the conversation we were just having about the size of your platform mattering, and and how if you're about yeah, I mean, over if time elite, if you're I mean, yeah, if you're Julian Phillips, and and you know what what good are you as a pitchman if you're going to play for a league that nobody can see because it's not available anywhere? Well, I think the same thing applies to playing in a conference that just plays its games on ESPN Plus versus a conference that like, let's suppose you're a basketball player, right? I mean, if you're a lot more valuable playing on ESPN twice a week than you are playing on ESPN Plus twice a week to potential sponsors. And so even if we're not talking about uh, even if we're not talking about uh, booster collective groups paying these guys, we're talking about legitimate uh, national campaigns that would want to use these college basketball players. It's going to be tough to be in a mid-major conference and uh, and and justify the kind of platform for that. You might, you know, if you're good enough, you might you might think about uh, ju- jumping up to a place with with uh, you know, more, more visibility, but I can, I don't know. I can see where Gary Bard is coming from. I that doesn't that doesn't reduce the true name, image, and likeness possibilities it, for players where they are. It does. It, it would it would keep them probably. It would slow down. It feels like slow a, down the the just. Pouring a player, it, fe- it feels like a placeholder. And Gary Barty even said, you know, that we can't we can't control nil, but we can control this. And, and well, that's, and see, and that, but that's what I was saying is you have you know Nick Saban and Kirby Smart saying we've got to control nil. That's, that's I see. I I think you're absolutely right. I wonder if I mean passing legislation to control the things you can control while letting nil spiral out of control. I understand the practicality of that, but it's ultimately not the best strategy because even if you get rid of immediate transfers for undergraduates. That doesn't change. No, that I mean, you could have collect, you could have booster collectives and other groups offering high school players huge sums of money yeah, to pick a certain school. It doesn't change that eight million dollar deal that Tennessee is supposedly giving to its uh, right. incoming quarterback. Are you ready for the rumors about Arch Manning when he picks a oh. school? Are you ready for the rumors about how much money he's going to have received? Because we're going to hear ridiculous. Because ones. yeah, and, and that family, you know, is is just strapped. Yeah, that's, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's they're, exactly they're hurting. That's all he's worried about, is, you know, <laughs> as far as what what school he goes to. No, but that's I mean that's what we're looking at, and and to me the you know the the thing that makes me most uneasy about NIL is the idea of high school players being offered huge amounts of money if if they pick a certain school, you know, from, from these groups. Mm-hmm. You know, that that feels like a a threat, and getting rid of transfers doesn't change that. But uh, it you know it is it is an interesting idea from Gary Barter. We'd love your thoughts three three four three two one thirteen ninety, and let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Keith is up first. Hey Keith. Hey yeah I um 
was just the, the McPhillips guy that uh, went to Tennessee. I, you know, when I heard that we were in contention and with Tennessee and the money they were throwing around on the football NIL, I, I knew we were out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, another thought came to my mind. You know, I don't know if it has any validity or not, but I was intrigued by the uh, 170 guys that came out for Auburn football. I mean, that's just uh, crazy this day and time in this air-conditioned world. Oh yeah, I mean, I was I was I was talking with Scott Bagwell this morning, and he was over there, uh, you know, while Jason was talking with us yesterday, and he said that um, you know something that that Keith Etheridge did not do a year ago that they may have to do this year that no no coach wants to do is have to make some cuts, just because that's that's an unbelievable number of kids, tenth through twelfth. That's just tenth through twelfth graders. Yeah, but uh, the other thing. You know, my mind just rambles sometimes, but uh, I always remember when, uh, what was it, Tracy Rocker won the, uh, well, I guess it was the Outland Award, mm-hmm. and in his speech, he uh, he says, you know, that he appreciates the award and all that, but uh, there's so many guys walking around the streets of Atlanta that are so much bigger and badder and faster than, and tougher than me. And he said, I just, uh, my heart pours out of something. I can't remember exact words, but that's what he was saying. And I was thinking, how many guys are there out there that, that don't play football? And then uh, after I hear this, uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, if there is, I'm totally against the NIL, but if there is anything good about it, I mean, it might bring some of those guys out. Oh, absolutely. Folks, folks might, you know, it might be a, being a college athlete may be a more attractive proposition for people who maybe, uh, uh, yeah, you know, would have, would have, would have otherwise, uh, you know, put, put the sport on the back burner maybe for, for financial reasons, uh, towards the end of high school. That's a, that's an, uh, a point that's probably not talked about enough as, as far as one of the, the cool things about, uh, you know, allowing, uh, college athletes to, to profit off of their, their name, image, and likeness. That's right. Well, enjoy the show. I just wanted to. I'm in on that. Good stuff, Keith. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Real quick, and appreciate the phone call, Keith. Um, not that, you know, we don't know as far as the importance of NIL on these recruiting I, I battles. I'm sure that Julian Phillips will will have an opportunity to uh, um, to he'll have he'll have some, he'll have good opportunities. But I don't want people saying because Auburn isn't going to do anything like that. Uh, just because we haven't heard, I, I don't think that anyone who who selects Auburn uh, is is someone who is just bypassing any any monetary opportunity just to play at Auburn. And uh, you know, I would point out uh, Johan Traore uh, picked Auburn over Michigan and Gonzaga and Texas Tech, which are, are places with pretty sophisticated operations going mm-hmm. right now, especially Michigan. And, and uh, Joe Broom picked Auburn over Florida, which is a place that has you know been been talking constantly about about trying to, to weaponize their uh, NIL potential. So the fact that Auburn's winning some of these recruiting battles against schools, I mean, I, I just would not as easy as it is to to chalk it up to at ah, well you're up against Tennessee and you know they gave a quarterback allegedly uh, you know millions of dollars so uh, clearly that that's why Julian Phillips picked Tennessee I I can see why you might want to do that I would uh, I, I would think maybe there's there's other things at play your point Bill about the playing time I think is an important mm-hmm. one too because because yeah, Julian you've Phillips got, you've, got, you've got to look at that and figure that has to be a factor and and a pl- uh, not just not just playing time but for the kind of player he is to get to play with a point guard like Viscovi. I think could be really attractive too, because that's a guy who could get you the ball. You know, some of it's going to be creating his own shot. Some of it's going to be the point guard creating Julian's shot for him. And 
you know, in the conference of the of the returning point guards, I mean, who's more battle tested? Who's seen more SEC play than than Santiago Vescovi? Uh, they're at, uh, at at Tennessee. So, Golly, I, I don't know. I don't know of anybody. It's. I mean, um, I mean Xavier Pinson. Maybe I was if he stays say because Pinson, we don't know if he's going to be in the SEC. If, if he if he stays in the league, you know, may, may, maybe Xavier Pinson. But I mean, it's. Uh, I mean that that's a that's a really experienced point guard mm-hmm. that, that Julian Phillips is going to go play with, and and that might uh, that that might help him in his college career. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'd love your thoughts. I mean, if you've got any suggestions, I'm sure anyone would 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 love to hear them as to how you know is there any solution to trying to. Um, control or keep things from uh, getting more out of control here in in college sports now your thoughts on the uh, Julian Phillips situation uh, is Auburn you think Auburn should go after another player do you have anybody in mind anything on your mind sports wise and stay tuned at any time uh, we could give away those Kenny Chesney tickets here on the Thursday drive Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Thursday Drive, 21 minutes after 5 o'clock. And again, a reminder, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer, usually with us on Thursdays. He had other things going on today, so uh, he has said he will join us when he can tomorrow. So we're looking forward to that. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Jerry is up next. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing all right. Good to hear from you, Jerry. Um. I just wanted to uh, mention that I thought we'd need to save our uh, one scholarship, you know, for next year. Well, I so, mean, I, I I can see that making perfect sense. I mean, if, if there is not a player who is going to be someone who can can really impact this team, there's no sense in, in just using that spot when you could go ahead and get your NCAA sanctions completely taken care of, if you can't find a player that that's uh, you know that's that good, right? And uh, plus, there might be a real high-ranked uh, player coming up next year. Oh, I'm yeah, and you know Auburn's going to be involved with them. They have been for the last couple oh, yeah. of years and and gotten more than their share. It, it, absolutely, it does feel like college right. basketball is more of a year to year thing where you just sort of base your roster. I mean, you'd love to you'd love to have the future in mind, but more than ever before because so many players leave and so many players test the waters of the draft. You know, you you just sort of base it on 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 what what you can do with the scholarships this year. But as Bill was saying, there are benefits uh, to holding that scholarship out if that's what Auburn uh, decides to do yeah hope for the best yeah no and, and over the last couple of years i think bruce pearl has made a compelling argument that he knows what he's doing uh you know and <laughs> right. and has uh he's he's yeah, won i think so yeah more, more than his uh more than his share of games uh there at uh at, at auburn arena uh formerly uh auburn arena so uh, uh yeah no i, I think you're uh, i think you're on to something jerry enjoy your show Appreciate the call, Jerry. All right. Take care. 334-321-1390. And that's the number we want you to call 
right now. That's let's, right. Let's give away the Kenny Chesney tickets. The phones. Man, look at that. Wow. Look at, quick, look at that. Three lines. Immediately. Three lines within two seconds. All right. All right we're, Who was the first? We're picking one. If, if if Drew's not speaking to you, man, you well maybe rage. don't hang it. Don't hang up yet though. Just, well, in, just case. in case. Just in case. But I'm just saying, if Drew is not speaking to you, you weren't the first. Drew has answered Drew, the phone. Have we a winner? Yes. All right, Cal. we do. Who? Cal. Cal. Congratulations, uh, Cal. You're going to Mercedes-Benz. Well, I hope you are. You've got tickets. That's right. Next To a Mercedes-Benz next Saturday. Sorry to the folks who called in trying Man, to get through. Quick. Absolutely. We had some fast fingers there on the, uh, on, you know, on, on the, uh, on the phones, but, uh, we've got, we've got another pair to give away tomorrow. Our One last, more pair. our that last right. pair to give away to the Kenny Chesney show next Saturday night at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. Kenny Chesney, Old Dominion, uh, Dan and Shay, Carly Pierce. Right. They're going to be I a, Got it. Going to be a great show, and, uh, and and yeah, congratulations to Cal on winning the tickets. Uh, and we will, uh, I think maybe there's some folks listening on the stream uh, that, that are maybe hearing oh, it. Oh, that's they're, right. They're, they're maybe that's a little right. bit. If you're listening on a delay, <laughs> you might be oh. a little bit, little bit behind on the stream. So we, as, as the phone lines uh, light back up, but we will give away another pair tomorrow. Do we sell some baseball tickets? We do. We have a pair of Sunday tickets that we're uh, uh, letting folks get into a drawing for. So all you need to do, go. you can go ahead and call and get into that drawing. We'll have it in the uh, next half hour. Absolutely, and uh, and yeah, Drew's uh, Drew's still sorting out the uh, uh, Drew's still sorting out the barrage of phone calls as uh, as we uh, look to uh, as as we look to to reward Cal uh, with uh, with their tickets to the uh, to the Kenny Chesney show uh, this uh, next Saturday night in Atlanta. And uh, yeah, this is presented by Auburn Network and ESPN 106.7. Uh, but if you want to hear some Kenny Chesney and some other of the uh, of the great country singers uh, of the uh, of, of of the uh, of generations past. You know, any, anywhere from the, the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, uh, Tiger Country 1045 uh, has uh, has you covered. Uh, give that uh, give that new station uh, from Auburn Network a listen uh, if you get the opportunity. Yep. So uh, yes, we we appreciate everybody. Listening. Man, there were there were some folks that are probably uh, going, "Come on, come on now." Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. I mean, con- congrats. That was that was that was amazing. Con- I would I would have loved to have seen. How many different people were calling? Because we only saw time. we only saw because the three. We only, we only have three lines that that roll over. Oh man! Right now, and I mean, all three of them were were blinking within two seconds. Okay, well, well, congratulations to Cal. Sorry to the folks that didn't get through in time to uh, to, to win the tickets. Uh, we will have another pair to give away tomorrow at some point during the show. Uh, last pair we've got uh, to the uh, to the Kenny Chesney show uh, next Saturday. In Atlanta, three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'd love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on anything going on sports wise. You can also get into the drawing for the Auburn Alabama Sunday baseball tickets. Um, we were talking about you know some of the uh, things there from from NIL. I I wanted to ask ask you, Dan. I, I don't know if we got into this the other day. Uh, I was talking about it with somebody else about the. The possible elimination of the 25 initial scholarships. You know, and, and I had said, well, you know, that's the way it is pretty much in every sport other than football. But I was then immediately responded to by, well, that's really going to open up the possibility of, of teams just cutting anybody they don't want. 
if you can sign as many as you want, what would prevent well cutting? The, the, what would prevent the best teams from then strongly encouraging players to go ahead and get out even more than they are now? I was going to say what prevents that now, though, right? I mean, people I, I have been talking about. I mean, pro- processing but has I mean, been a verb in but, college athletics. But if, for, is, but if it is a great, great year like it's supposed to be this coming year in Alabama and Georgia. Might not Alabama and Georgia want to sign more than 25? Well, where you, with that 25 limit, at least it keeps them from signing more of the best talent. But here's every the thing: year. isn't it isn't it more fair in in a world with NIL opportunities for players at these at these uh, schools and free free movement of transfers? I think because before when you when you uh, processed someone out of your program, mm-hmm. it, they were going to have to sit out a year. If they wanted to go somewhere else, right? I mean, if they if, if they wanted to go somewhere else, in the they couldn't go in the conference without right. without a waiver. And if they wanted to stay at the same level, they needed to sit out a year. Now that you can now that you can retain your immediate eligibility, I I think it's more fair if you're a college coach and you look at a kid and you say you're never getting on the field. Maybe it's best well, for both parties if that if that I, I, player. I will tell you, there. I'm, I'm not in favor of pulling scholarships completely. Oh but, well, it's it's happening now. But as far as like, oh, it's yeah, but but it's, but, but I'm, I'm telling you that the schools that aren't at the very very top are not as fond sure. of eliminating the 25 cap. Do you replace the 25 with a different number? Or you just base it off the 85. Uh, well, what the proposal? Remember from the trans? What is it? The the transformation committee or right. whatever was eliminating it completely for a few years. And just going with the 85. We'd love your thoughts. Slack, you'll be up first when we come back as we head into the final half hour of the Thursday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Final half hour of the Thursday Drive with Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, and let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Slack gets us started. Hey, Slack. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Good hearing from you. Good to hear from you, Slack. Uh, back in 2019, I remember watching the TV show The Shop with LeBron James, and that discussion started with him about uh, players getting paid. And NIL, well, NIL wasn't the name. Right. You know, he felt like, you know, guys going to college should get paid, blah, blah, blah. And then Gavin Newsom, now the, I guess, governor of California, kind of sponsored the bill. Who would have thought it would get to this point? Yeah, nobody. Nobody back then. Yeah. And and, and my question is, you know, I'm 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 an Auburn guy, and if I had resources to come up with a deal with athletes, I think I would throw my two cents in. But do you think Auburn's going to get left behind because we got people that don't want to get involved in it? I don't know about left behind because I think I think Auburn's a little better off than, than some people 
might think. Um, but I don't know I don't that I would. But, but it I, might be tougher. It might be tougher to prioritize all sports. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you might you might see you might see individual programs struggle to stay afloat with the best in the conference. Not just at Auburn. I think that could be something that happens conference wide. Where even you know you could have a superstar football program. Maybe your boosters don't have the appetite to to make the men's basketball program a a, a, a championship level one two in, in the conference, or maybe your baseball program's the crown jewel of your athletic department. You know, you could see things like that. I I don't know about Auburn getting left behind entirely. I do think you will have some football programs uh, that struggle to adapt to the new world of uh, of 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 this in in college athletics, and you know might might have. Uh, you know, might have might have had uh, better years in the past than they have coming up in the future. I think it's getting ready to lead to uh, super conferences in this in the country. Oh, you're you're absolutely or, right about or, that. Or a break or a, break, or a breakaway. It's going to be yes, a breakaway from the NCAA. I mean, I wonder if you oh, know, yeah, if, yeah oh, break yeah. a breakaway from the oh, power yeah. conferences. You know, where where they can make the oh, rules yeah. for for their members. Oh, and like you said, Dan, it's going to be some schools that get left behind. It's probably just going to drop football altogether. Yeah, start you know uh, pivot towards men's soccer or something, right? Yeah. Some schools, some schools that you know see it as an opportunity to, and I'm sure they'll they'll yeah. play up they'll they'll play up the the safety aspect and stuff when they get rid of football. Uh, but it also could be, uh, you know, their their boosters and alumni uh, didn't didn't want to support a last place program. Right. Uh, my my last thing, uh, the kid that uh, signed with uh, Tennessee today. Uh huh. I think uh, the coach of Tennessee is selling. Hey, you can be the next Kevin Garnett. I think that's his biggest sale. And you know, who yeah, that's something. Yeah, that? people people may not you know realize that, but yeah, that was that was his coach. Oh, Durant. Oh, no, D- Durant. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, Ke- Durant. Yeah, 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 Kevin. Durant. I knew Kevin Durant. exactly who he was. Kevin, Kevin Durant played for at Rick Texas. Barnes. Yeah, yep. absolutely played for Rick Barnes at Texas, exactly. and you know, can make that that's pitch. What he's selling. That's exactly what he's selling right now. I mean, he, well, we could we could sell Jabari, but Jabari hadn't made it yet. Hmm. And the guys that we put in the league hadn't made it yet. No, not yeah, obviously not as big as as KD. No. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, good call, Slack. Yeah, and I knew he was talking about Durant. I didn't even think about right. it. I was like, oh yeah, Texas. Um, no, yeah. I know. I know what you mean, though. I mean, he could sell. I mean, absolutely. There's yeah. there's there's something to that. Now, I, I would I would raise, and we've we've made this point before about Jalen Green. I don't know how much credit I'm ready to give Rick Barnes. For Kevin Durant turning into Kevin Durant, no, but no. but if I mean absolutely, if if you look at but Kevin, I, but he can go. I was his coach, but he, absolutely. Oh, well, the, that, if you want to be, if you want to be the next Kevin Durant, playing for the guy in college that Kevin Durant played for isn't yeah. isn't a, isn't a terrible and, proposition. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I do think there is a path to a lot more minutes immediately at Tennessee. Sure, I mean, and there's uh, and and that's a. Uh, it, it's a it's an attractive conference to be in right now because no of who you because of who that. you play against. Uh, you know, looking at looking at NBA draft projections for next year, we've talked about this uh, that that it it feels like uh, the NBA draft next year is all international players, Duke players, and players in the SEC. Like that's the first round. If you if you pull up a mock draft of next year's uh, first round NBA draft, like that that's that, and it's it's Arkansas players, Kentucky players, Tennessee players. And uh, and yeah, Julian Phillips now adds to uh, adds to adds to that list. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Love your thoughts on anything we've talked about. Yeah, I, I want to get some other folks' thoughts on a lot of the not just proposals, but the decisions that have been made that are affecting college sports. Sound like 
great ideas when they first are mentioned, and then you see what happens. And that's sort of the response that, that we, when we were just talking about the, the possible eliminating of the 25-man signing limit the, the, per year and just going with the 85, it seems like that seems like such a a good idea well, that would really the, would, would the allow. problem too because the problem is I think what folks are worried about is you could have a situation where half your team leaves right, right. And, and then that, you're, and, and then you're hamstrung that's why that's why you'd like to be able to sign more than 25 to replenish because again I'm just I'm I'm always monitoring message boards while we're on the air and I'm reading a thread on on one message board where uh, folks Auburn fans are lamenting the fact that Auburn's going to be at a terrible disadvantage because everybody has more scholarships than Auburn. Please go check other people's rosters. Nobody has an 85-man roster right now. I, 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 I think, I think that, that I don't. I think nobody has more than 80. Auburn has 76. That's not a terrible disadvantage. But no, it would be nice to replenish back to 85. And there are and a couple. That's of- the thought. There are schools that have many. Fewer Scott. Look at poor. Look at Arizona State. Yeah. Arizona State. Avert your eyes. They're in the sixties. Don't look. As far as scholarships, they would love to be able to sign an additional, you know, fifteen players or something this year. Although they're they're also they're also about to go. I two, know. They're also about to go two and ten. So don't they don't, don't, don't look but at I'm them. It's like well, but that's the reasoning and that's the thinking that yes, yes, this would be great. But then as and and I hadn't thought about it until it was pointed out that oh. But then Alabama and Georgia could sign 35 instead of 25, and the odds are their 35 are going to take away from some of the guys you might have been able to sign on your 25. Here's here's one, and I think to, finding a a rule that's not going to ultimately benefit. Good luck with that. Programs, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's tough to find a solution to this that doesn't skew yeah. a little bit, at least a little bit towards the, uh, the 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 top programs. I think the anxiety here is. At least in, in what in what you're talking about right now, Bill. I wonder if some of the anxiety from Auburn fans is coming from um, one. It it does seem like some of the teams that you have on your schedule as conference rivals have been busier in the transfer portal this off season than Auburn. I would I would say it's specifically uh, Alabama and and Ole Miss, but but also uh, to to a, to a degree, LSU. I mean, LSU signed a couple of, of, of flashy players, but I mean, not not. I mean, I, I wonder if maybe people thought this would be like there'd be a windfall of players coming to right. Auburn. Oh, I, and, I agree. And that agree. and that hasn't well, necessarily. I want this guy, and what, we don't get him. Then my coach is my coach is terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a. I, mean, I remember a, an angry text that came into the, the the text box where it was like, why why aren't we more seriously discussing Caleb Williams as a, as an Auburn uh, prospect? Right. It's like, well, because Auburn other... needs a receiver. Why didn't they go get Addison? Yeah, exactly. And so I think. Um, um, I think some of the anxiety is coming from uh, from that, and there's also um, no. I mean, maybe it's because there are certain spots on the field where or certain certain roster positions for Auburn, right, where it does feel like uh, they're they're a player or two behind everyone else in the conference, right? When you look at defensive end and receiver, the places that we've talked about as spots where Auburn would love to add a player or two in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Maybe when you compare what Auburn's got right now to the best position groups in the conference, it feels a little bit lackluster. But no, as a total number, right? Like Auburn's number of scholarship players is not 
several dozen behind no, the other schools no, it's not. that Auburn's going to play in the league. Probably realize, and that's not to that's not to say it's all. I'm, I'm not saying Auburn is as talented as as any team in the league. Yeah, it's not, it's not all. It's not creme brulee. But, they're, not, but, but they're but they're by no means the least talented team in the league either. All right, uh, we'll, we'll get one more call before we get to our final break. Again, don't forget. You can register for Auburn, Alabama Sunday tickets. That's a 3 o'clock first pitch on Sunday for the final regular season home game of the year. So uh, so that's something, you know, it should be senior day. A lot of things going on. Right, let's get one more call before we get to that final break. And Uncle Ollie, I believe, is up next. Hey, gentlemen, how are y'all? Doing all right. Great to hear from you, Unc. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, well, it's, this isn't what I called about, but I will just put my two cents. If Tim Cook would just really get involved with this, we could blow everybody out of the water with NIL. I mean, think well, of you're Apple right there. TV and Apple Watches and just if well, he that- would just get involved, I mean, it'd be end of story. I mean, you know, Jimmy Rain would do his landscaping that's how much money this well, now, now, Tim, now, I, I know what you mean now now tim cook doesn't just rule he doesn't rule apple like a king like he's got he's got to run some of these decisions yeah, by he's, some of, he's, he's an important an extra, guy he's got he's got some spare change now, here's, and the other thing's going to make some folks quit well no if tim cook wants to personally get involved yeah. that changes things that cha- that changes things somewhat too he's also a duke guy you got to watch out he's also got a duke uh, a duke uh, uh, degree so when when uh, when tim cook wants to get involved in nil i mean you might be you might be sharing him a little bit but no i agree that that's a guy that you would think uh, uh could uh you know and, and hey, where where's barkley at you know but he's, he's always been he's always been talking about paying guys to come <laughs> well, to auburn yeah well he, you know he could do it now legally so right. maybe he will you know maybe he'll jump in he's got but, a story uh, he's got a story yeah. in his book about offering Dirk Nowitzki uh, a bunch of money to come to auburn when he yeah, saw him as a 17 year old german yeah, kid so yeah 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 i remember that uh, a couple of other things one is uh, um, I've taken, I've got an eight-year-old grandson. I've taken the many, many Auburn football games, but I'm taking him to his first uh, Auburn baseball game Saturday. Cool. And uh, is uh, is Burkhalter healthy? I know he pitched against Troy the other night. Was that sort of a rehab deal or? Yes, yes, it was. 100%. I mean, they want they wanted to get his, uh, you know, just get his feet wet, get him back out there. And uh, Butch Thompson today said that uh, yeah, Blake's ready to close things out this weekend. Okay. How about Mullen? Is he uh, now? That's interesting. Hayden. You know, a lot of folks had thought that he was out. Um, um, he's going to try to see if if he can give them an, an inning here or there before having uh, having some work done uh, after the season. So they're they're hoping right. that he can uh, right. give them give them an inning here or there. Yeah. Good. Good deal. Hey Dan, uh, let me ask you a question. When when were you at Niceville? I graduated from Niceville in the in the early two thousands. I'm coming up on on nearly twenty years uh, at a at a high school. Okay. Well, my brother in law was Coach Hicks. Oh, right on. You know, one of my uh, one of my best friends from high school married uh, Coach Hicks's daughter. Uh, okay, yeah. Matt. Uh, uh, no, so uh, uh, Tommy, uh, Tom, Tommy Joe, Tommy Joe. Tom, yeah. To, yeah, Tommy Joe and I, Tommy Joe and I graduated high school together, and uh, okay. and he's yeah, he's yeah. he's great. I know, uh, you know, I knew his dad uh, from uh, for, for his dad was the coach yeah. at Ruckel. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Freddie. Tom, Tommy Joe's doing great at Mosley. Tommy's a he's a uh, he's a really really smart guy, and he's yeah. a uh, he's somebody. Yeah. I, you know, I, I got to uh, I got to get him in touch with some of the coaches up here. 
right? Because because there's there's some he sees some real talent down there at Mosley too. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, I was with him this past weekend, and he's got a kid that everybody's after, and he said Auburn hasn't darkened the door. Mm, you know, yeah, we we should maybe we should maybe work on that. Yeah, next next time you yeah. ever you ever see Tommy again, tell him uh, tell him I said hi. He's he's been he was a uh, yeah I've, I've known I've known Tommy for for most of my life. Yeah, I was telling some other day about the uh, uh, the was it 2016 they played Dwyer. Oh, the uh, no, I think it was was a little a little earlier than that, wasn't it? The um, was that was that the that was the team that had Matt Elam, Jacoby Brissett, and uh, and uh, Nico uh, Nico. Uh, yeah, I oh, think O'Leary. No, because because O'Leary played O'Leary. in the O'Leary played in the in the thirteen championship against Auburn. So I think it might have been they might have been like like ten or eleven uh, yeah. when, when they played when they played that team. I was thinking, what a hell of a team that was! If they didn't win the state that year, they would never win it with that roster. Oh, sure. And Niceville had a Niceville had a running back ended up going to Oklahoma yeah. uh, from that team. Roy Finch. Roy Finch, who thought about thought about uh, mm-hmm. th- thought about sure Auburn, did. was uh, was uh, was yeah. on was on Auburn's radar yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's great to talk to you. Oh, ab- hey, absolutely. Yeah, yeah give, don't be a stranger. Give Give Tommy my best call. Call whenever you want. Great talking to you. I will. All right. I'll take care. All right. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. And uh, in that last break, we'll give away a pair of tickets to the Auburn-Alabama Sunday game. You can get in that drawing. Uh, we'll, we'll take a few more calls. We'll do that for a few more minutes. Then we'll announce the winner of those. And we still have time for your phone calls as well. 334-321-1390 as we wind it down here on the Thursday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final few minutes here on this Thursday. Been a fun show. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I know it's not fun to Auburn fans that uh, Julian Phillips is going to Tennessee. But, but Auburn, will, Auburn will still be, regardless of whether they fill that last spot or not, I still think Auburn will be much more than competitive next year in basketball. What, what I keep coming back to, and, and it remains to be seen if it plays out this way, and I know it's similar to what we told people about Bo Nix throughout his career, but I am, I'm fascinated by the improvement you see from guards as they gain experience in college basketball. And with Auburn's guards last year, you have to remember, I mean, they played pickup basketball together in July or August, and it was the first time they'd ever played basketball together. And when you're talking about Zepp Jasper and Wendell Green and Katie Johnson, they were having to build chemistry throughout the first half of the year and figure out you know, how to play with each other on top of the new forwards. I mean, there were times last year, right, when Auburn had five guys on the floor that were on that were all in their first year with the team. Oh, yes. And well, quite a bit. You're probably not going to have that next year. Like, I mean, you're thinking about the way things are going. I mean, you only got four new arrivals anyway, right? right. I mean, the, the math would tell you. I, I doubt. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there may be times when when the four of those guys are all on the court at the same time. But I'd say it's more likely that no more than three. And there will usually be a fifth guy on the court at and the same time, and probably just a couple. Right. So, so I think that's something. Oh that, yeah, there better be a fifth guy. Unless everybody They're else not is not that good. Yeah, everybody, everybody else has fouled out. Everybody else has fouled out or gotten ejected or something. But the uh, uh, no, I, I think that the the 
on top of whoever else Auburn can maybe bring in, and there are some interesting portal options if Auburn wants to go that route, and there could be even more when guys drop out of the NBA draft, but the guards that Auburn has uh, that could play together for another year and get and get you know that, that's that's where I think a lot of the improvement may come from. You know, maybe Wendell or Zepp or KD can be better and more efficient in their second year on the team and and playing with each other. All right, uh, you you want to go ahead and uh, um, draw for the for the baseball tickets. All right, let's see. Yesterday, all right. Yesterday, I went. I went with uh, Lou Gehrig's number. Today, I'm going to, and I'll, I'll use a different team's guy. I won't. I won't say it's it's the Babe's number. I'll say it's Dale Murphy's number. Oh, number three. Let's go with number three. Shane, Shane congratulations, Shane. You've got a pair wow. of tickets to the Auburn Alabama Sunday finale. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's a uh, you know going to be, and it's the it's senior day, right? Yeah. Assuming they, it is assuming, the final regular season home game. Yes, assu- assuming that, that they do senior they do, they do senior day stuff I, like that. And they do. They, they usually acknowledge yes, you know, fi- final, I, I, final baseball I, I, game. I don't. I don't know that I can recall a year when they haven't. That, that's right. So we, we just haven't talked about as much the fact that it's it's going to be uh, it, it's well, going mean, to be senior was, day, but, You know, and Sonny was talking about it's it's the last yep. guaranteed game. And it's Alabama. He has, and, and, and it's Alabama. And it's Alabama. I think you could, yeah, could have a, a really exciting, uh, lively crowd uh, in uh, in attendance this weekend. And now Shane, uh, having won some tickets, is going to be uh, is, is going to be part of it. And uh, we'll have some uh, we'll have some more tickets uh, to uh, we'll we'll have some more Kenny Chesney tickets oh, to yes, give away tomorrow. Uh, final day, uh, we're giving away the Kenny Chesney tickets this week on the drive. And uh, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer going to be joining us. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to talking with Justin about uh, everything going on in the world of Auburn sports a couple brief headlines uh you know we, we not not too much to dive into uh just uh you know things that involving players that that you may remember or players that we've talked about in the past uh Jared Sidham was traded to the Raiders earlier oh, yeah. today a six round pick uh, from the Patri- uh, the Patriots trading him for a six round pick uh Jared will join uh Derek Carr uh in in Oakland he's going to compete or in, in Las Vegas Oakland uh it's a, <laughs> and the uh Nick Nick Mullins is currently the backup quarterback Jared's going to compete uh to be the backup quarterback behind Derek Carr who had nearly 5000 yards uh, yeah. last year for the Raiders uh in Las Vegas also Jerry Judy uh, Alabama receiver arrested earlier today in Inglewood Colorado Broncos receiver uh, who was uh, arrested on a uh, a uh, second degree criminal tamper- tampering with a domestic violence enhancer? That's a misdemeanor. Uh, he's uh, uh, been released, but a uh, you know it was it was making the headlines that there was a domestic violence incident involving uh, Jerry Judy, uh, who is expected to be alongside Cortland Sutton one of the top targets for new Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson coming up this season. Former mm-hmm. first round pick out of Alabama from the Broncos a few years ago. Uh, the NFL uh, can uh, uh, they'll, they'll throw the book at you uh, for. for uh, for, for domestic violence incidents, so that that's oh, something right something maybe that. to a, a developing story uh, potentially involving Jerry Judy. Music playing means we are out of time here on the Thursday edition of the Drive. Yes, Justin Ferguson will join us tomorrow, and and there's a lot of baseball. We're keeping we'll be keeping you updated on Auburn and Central, getting you ready for Auburn, Alabama in college baseball, and much more. So we look forward to talking to you then. But that's going to do it for the Thursday Drive. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.